All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, my name is Owen Higgins. This is the first episode of the Flashpoint Podcast, which is here exclusively on Colin. Um, I thought that it would be good for this first episode to introduce myself, uh, tell you guys a little bit about me and kind of the scope of the project here. Um, so my name is Owen Higgins. I am a journalist and historian. I have been working as a journalist for about, uh, for nearly seven years now. Um, it's a career that I kind of stumbled into by accident. That's a story for another time. Uh, but that came after years and years of kind of, uh, bouncing around and, and doing all kinds of different work, uh, manual labor, uh, service industry, retail, lots of different stuff. So that's kind of where my perspective comes from on a lot of stuff. Um, so that's a very, very basic uh, wrap of who I am here. As far as the scope of this show and the scope of my work for The Flashpoint, The Flashpoint is my newsletter on Substack. Uh, you can find that at E-O-I-N. H-I-G-G-I-N-S dot substack dot com. It's also linked in my profile. Um, and at the Flashpoint, I do work on uh, labor in America and progressive politics. I have a real interest in kind of left-right conspiracy theories uh, and this kind of rise of the new right, which I think is really fascinating. Uh, you know, a lot of personalities who one might have thought of as being on the left or, or liberal or progressive in the past have now kind of tilted to the right. And some of them have, you know, brought their conspiracy theories with them and some, some have not. Um, and I think that that is where a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today is. So I wrote a story yesterday uh, Massachusetts Renaissance Fair in Chaos over Flat Earthers, the Far Right, and Owen Benjamin. And this story is about how the Re Massachusetts Renaissance Fair co-owner, Paul Dabkowski, uh, has become radicalized to the far right as a result of his interest in flat earth conspiracies, which then you know, introduced him to a extremist called Owen Benjamin, who is a former, uh, a former comedian comic. And uh, ben, uh, Owen Benjamin has, you know, tilted into the extreme, extreme right. Uh, you know, I, I, I would, I would say that you could probably call him a Nazi at this point. Um, his, his views are, are, are that extreme. And he has, you know, expressed, uh, praise and, and, and alignment with, with Hitler and, uh, and, and Nazi ideology. Now, the interesting thing, though, is, is that Dabkowski appears to have been, in his own words, radicalized because of flat eartherism. Uh, and I'm going to quote from his letter here. He writes, I discovered Owen Benjamin Smith some weeks after I used simple geometry to discover that the model of the earth and solar system that is taught in school is not accurate. I used to teach astronomy, so I'm very familiar with this model. 
After learning this and considering the endless lies and distractions required to support that narrative, there were suddenly very few news sources that were useful to me. Owen's podcast was one of these few. And, you know, I think that that's quite interesting. And Brandon and I will get into this here because usually, and and I'm going to quote Brandon here from, from the story, is that flat eartherism is uh, what Brandon calls sort of the bottom of the conspiracy barrel, such that uh, people, quote, usually get there or always get there after being into every other conspiracy. It's not really a gateway conspiracy theory for most people. So you get a lot of anti-vaxxer stuff, chemtrails, basically everything. And I I would generally agree with Brandon on that. Um, But I would say that In, in my life, you know, there, there is a, uh, somebody who I used to know a couple decades ago. Uh, uh, we'll call him, him Damien. Um, and I noticed a few years ago that he was starting to post on social media, mostly Facebook, uh, these memes about how the earth was flat and also how that was kind of attached to this kind of quasi-religious view of the world that he had that was somewhat aligned to kind of the Trump conservatism uh, that he was becoming attached to. I recently went to his page and it's all like Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro stuff, along with, you know, the, uh, the existing flat earth stuff that's still there. And I do wonder how much, how much of it is that, um, that flat eartherism is the bottom of the conspiracy barrel or whether or not it's it's just one of many gateways, and for some people they just end up getting into it because of that. Uh, Depkowski, uh, this is the guy from the Renaissance Fair, is offering one Bitcoin if you can prove the Earth is a sphere or a globe. Um, I tried to reach him, and he was not particularly interested in talking. This is uh, the Renaissance Fair is based in Cummington, Massachusetts, which is in Western Mass. That's kind of near where I'm from. It's also, uh, where I'm from is also near where Naomi Wolf lives. Uh, She is the anti-vax conspiracy theorist who I recently reported on. Uh, She said that vaccine mandates in New York City uh, were, quote, literally like before the Civil Rights Act of 1964 in New York, close quote. So, you know, there's a a lot of this going on there. and Brandon, so I was wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, flat earth conspiracy theories. And, and, and I was just wondering if you could expand maybe to start on, on what you were saying about them being the bottom of the conspiracy barrel and, uh, and, and how people kind of usually will come to this after, after being interested in all kinds of different conspiracy theories to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when you say bottom of the barrel, I think it's important to qualify that with, you know, there are a lot of uh really really out there conspiracy theories uh when i say bottom of the barrel i mean it's the sort of like you know craziest most fringe one also within like the the larger conspiracy theory online space uh but that still attracts people like at you know big enough numbers to be worth noticing and also largely because of its historical lineage and religious sort of lineage it's been able to have higher like you know numbers of or rather higher numbers of adherence and also you know gain more believers, I suppose. Um, 
But I recall when I first started like getting into sort of the flat earth conspiracy theory space and I watched one of their um I you know their seminal documentary that's hard to say documentary because it's like, you know, it's about why the earth is flat. And, you know, in that documentary, which I think is probably still available via YouTube or like a YouTube like online channel, the thing is called Under the Dome. It's about two and a half hours long. Uh it's all about the various proofs for why the earth is flat and it begins with sort of a you know appeal to the skeptic in all of us saying hey you know i know that it seems crazy that the earth is flat in fact so crazy that even people who believe in like that reptilians control the government that sort of um <laughs> that sort of classic uh conspiracy theory they think that like the flat earth believers are like you know fake um, I think you can even see that there's like that new Netflix special. Sorry to keep like quoting other uh, platforms, I suppose, but there's that Netflix, uh, Netflix uh, animated series Inside Job, and even in that one, it appears that flat Earth. I watched the whole thing. Is the only conspiracy theory that is like accurate, you know, that is actively derided in that show. While like reptilians and like hollow Earth, et cetera, et cetera, is all sort of, you know, enabled and played tongue in cheek and sort of it is real way. But flat Earthers are still portrayed as like crazy. Uh, and, of, and of course, that's pretty much because, like, you can see through various means that the Earth is not flat. It's kind of at the center of all of our, like, science and physics, et cetera, you know, that theory of the universe and its associated theories. So, yeah. So, oh, well, I just want to kind of ask you about that, because uh, one of one of the things that Dabkowski says is that and I um, I sent you the the image of this that I, I, I don't have right now, but it, it, you know, it shows that they, they believe that the position of the sun and the position of the moon actually show that they are correct about the earth being flat. Can, yeah. And it seems like they're kind of stretching the science a little bit here, like, you know, to put it, to put it mildly, but I was just wondering what, you know, what your, um, what your, if, if you could kind of walk us through maybe like that or, or, or their, you know, sort of the way that they use science and, and use this stuff in order so, to say that it's like they, they're using science and math to say the science and math are not true. And I'm just really interested in how they do that. Well, so like that's a, like a really good question because it actually ties into a lot of, I guess, the appeal, but also kind of um, the truth about a lot of conspiracy theory groups and also just a lot of like friend groups generally. There's no one like standard canon for the flat earther or just general globe denier to draw from in terms of like you know how the sun and moon works or how you know let's say gravity functions like i can get i showed you a diagram to explain like eclipses that posits that the you know the earth is a flat disc kind of like disc world you know basically a board you know in a circle and above that board at a certain height above the earth are two orbs, one sun, one moon, and they sort of orbit each other in a like, concentric pattern. And that's how, you know, on a flat earth, that explains days, nights, et cetera, et cetera. But other sects of flat earthers, and there are a lot of them, and they have a lot of sort of like internal fights and about who is and is not like working for the government, who is and is not sort of like actively disinformation agents, like any, like any good online community, they fight about that stuff a lot. Um, some flat earthers believe a more religious interpretation that, you know, we're under a big dome called the firmament and that the sun and moon and all the stars exist as sort of like, you know, classically 
uh, classic, I guess, Roman or maybe Greek history would tell us that they exist as little spheres that are inlaid and they circle like that kind of traditional model. Uh, some people believe a la the Truman Show that it's a projection, you know, that there are like aliens above us and we're into a sort of big like terrarium. So, you know, generally speaking, the model I showed you is one of the models that people who believe in the flat earth and are like positioning as an alternative scientific model used to explain how basic sort of, you know, night and day cycles work. Because the most important thing for them, a lot of them, and this is what makes them savvy, I guess, you know, savvy convincing people of, you know, the validity of, if not of their model, the invalidity of like what they've been taught is that they don't really necessarily need to prove how things work on a flat earth model, though they often can. They just need to like poke holes in the traditional theory of the globe. Like, so if they can find examples of science functioning in a way that is different than you've been told or that you, then you remember from like high school science class or from like the magic school bus, then they have been able to invalidate the entirety of the science behind, you know, the earth and gravity and the heliocentric model of the universe or not the universe, but the solar system and, you know, all those things. So really it's kind of a, you know, it's not that though they don't believe, or rather that most of them who are not religious would frame themselves as not believing in science because ultimately, you know, we're a Western society who likes to believe that science is a key part of how we make and convince people of like the truth of like the way things should be, et cetera. So they understand the importance of like science. So that's become the key part of how they convince people. It's just usually they have a better grasp on you know, the fundamentals of space and the earth than the average person who only remembers that from like television or high school. So it becomes easy to like poke holes in like gravity if all you remember about gravity is that it's like 9.81 meters per second. Right, right. And, and you know, kind of going off on that, um, one thing, one thing that we were talking about and, you know, to, to kind of bring it back to Depkowski specifically here, it seems, you know, when he says he discovered Owen Benjamin, you know, some weeks after he used simple geometry to discover that the model of the Earth uh, was not correct. I think that that shows that he was somebody who was already kind of heading in this direction. But you, but you say that, uh, or you told me uh, for this article that these, you know, the flat earthers started out not, a lot of them started out not believing these conspiracies, and they kind of memed themselves into it. And you also said that, uh, that, that Benjamin did as well. Uh, you know, and you're somebody who knows a lot about Owen Benjamin, and I guess I'm kind of curious as to, you know, what you know about his journey and how he got into flat earth and, and, and how that kind of goes along with his far right beliefs. Well, I guess to answer both parts of the question, the sort of um, the simple geometry part and then the Owen Benjamin part in order, uh, the simple geometry part, I think, gets to a big draw or what keeps people compelled by flat earth theory and conspiracy theories generally, and also, I guess, maybe, yeah, generally speaking, conspiracy theories and conspiratorial mindsets is that, like, the kind of experiments you can do at home to prove that the earth is, in fact, flat are very easy and like kind of like to show zoom or like kind of like high school experiments to show that oh well if what they say is true about the curvature of the earth if i set a point you know x number of meters away i should expect that this boat that's going in a straight line down this channel at this point you know x number of meters away 
would in fact disappear over the horizon. And since, you know, I've measured it using like a yardstick and then I have this like compass and all those like, you know, basically very like do it yourself science -y stuff. I can prove with that, that the earth is in fact flat because it doesn't work the way that it's supposed to. I can still see it from, you know, where I'm not supposed to see it. And there are of course scientific explanations for like why boats don't disappear or why they do disappear on the horizon faster than you might expect. You know, there's explanations for why at certain times of day during certain times of year, you can see both the sun and moon in the sky, at the, you know, from your location uh, at the same time, even though like theoretically that should be impossible. But, you know, those explanations are things you were told by, you know, the normal scientific sources like school and et cetera, et cetera. So there is just a level of being able to like, you know, reactionary in the meaning that like, it's something you can observe and prove with your own senses and therefore disprove like the senses of other people who may have expertise in it. It's very compelling in that way, you know, in a way that something like believing in Bigfoot is not necessarily as compelling because like, oh yeah, Bigfoot's just Bigfoot, I suppose. But this is like, you know, like you said about Dabkowski, and I hear this from a lot of people who get into flat earth and also like proselytize about flat earth when it comes to like, well, who cares, right? Because that might sound silly when you say who cares if the earth is flat from like a, you know, I'm a scientist, I have to like do science mentality. But from the mentality of you and I, if let's say the earth is in fact flat, you know, everything has, has to resolve itself because we exist here. So like there are no like practical implications in terms of how history has played out, you know, and like actually in that, that we can really point to to say why it matters so much. So for a lot of these people, it becomes like, why does, why would they lie about the earth being flat? Forget how, but why, you know, when it doesn't really, really matter to every, everyone's day-to-day -day life, it's about control. It's about like, well, if we can, you know, make people believe this, and by we, I mean, a, like a larger, you know, new world order type intergovernmental or like higher than government conspiracy theory group, like the Illuminati, et cetera. You know, if we can control people's belief in this, then we can do anything. And that just presupposes like, then you have to question all of reality. Whereas like if Bigfoot is in fact real, like, well, yeah, like a lot of animals are real that you don't necessarily know of at the time. The, to go to your next point about Owen Benjamin, I wouldn't say I'm actually an expert or know much about Owen Benjamin generally. I just know about his like descent into flat eartherism specifically because it, you know, it kind of ties in with his kind of expulsion. I don't know if anyone else remembers this because it was like two years ago and so that's like forever and internet time. It's like he got expelled from the IDW after he kept like making really weird jokes to that teenager who was in the Parkland shooter shooting David Hogg about like his pubes. And like it got a little weird. Um, eventually he got kicked off of um, Twitter for it and then got kicked off of some other places for it. Um, and then like the IDW, like the Joe Rogan types, the like, you know, um, you know, the uh, David, not David, uh, Jordan Peterson types kicked them out or stopped associating with him uh, and their group because like, you know, he didn't have any clout anymore, but basically and that's when he put out that really like depressing video from the like backyard of his girlfriend's father's house in the suburbs about how much he hated Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was chaotic and Jordan Peterson was chaotic and all this stuff. And so after that, he went off on his own doing his like little streams. And then he only popped up back up on my radar when another podcaster and like sort of flat earth key opinion leader that I listened to started talking about how much he liked Owen Benjamin's material. And I was like, it can't be the same Owen Benjamin because normally when they talk about like, 
you know, other content creators, flat earth community is like, it's big. So, you know, they have content creators they're aligned in because they're all making YouTube videos and TikTok videos with like flat earth propaganda. Um, you know, they, they don't talk about, you know, usually mainstream podcasting hosts that I would have heard of. So like, you know, occasionally you'll get Alex Jones mentioned, but a lot of them are convinced Alex Jones is like an FBI agent, which, you know, fair enough. Um, you know, or you get people again, like I guess I would want them in the Owen Benjamin camp, like with like Chris Jericho, because they talk about Chris Jericho right. a lot. Um, because Chris Jericho also likes flat to bring flat earth to go to show. So I so right after the IDW expelled Owen Benjamin, he started doing his streaming thing and I started becoming hearing more about how he, you know, he is well, first they said that he was getting into flat earth, and then they said he was funny, and I was like, Oh, it definitely can't be the same Owen Benjamin. But I went to go check it, it definitely is. And you know, so for about the last I, mean, I want to say three-ish years, he's been slowly going, I feel like, from that, oh, you know, flat earth is a meme that people who believe, that people who believe in more legitimate conspiracy theories, like, I guess, in his case, like, stuff like Pizzagate or, like, et cetera, you know, make fun of to, like, give legitimacy to their own conspiracy theories to, like, oh, maybe there is something about this earth being flat thing. And then, you know, suddenly now it's like, well, I don't, I wouldn't say the earth is flat, but there's something going on here that someone's lying to us and, you know, full on like global denialism is not far off from that. So, yeah. 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 yeah sure. And I, I just wanted to, to say, so um, just so everyone understands kind of where Owen Benjamin is at this point, um, he now has a compound in Idaho uh, that he is putting together. And what it looks like, and this is a, uh, you know, uh, on Will Summers reporting is that the you know his neighbors out in Idaho are, are worried that this is going to be another Ruby Ridge, uh, you know, thing going on, and that he is essentially turning this property that he has out in Idaho into a compound. I mean, he hasn't really he hasn't really been from this reporting does not seem like he has been. Uh, quiet about this like it's been very clear what he's doing here uh and and that is that he wants to start a compound and you know they're they're, they're getting guns and you know they're kind of going to build their own little community here and so you know it, it it's 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 the kind of thing where where it looks like and especially talking about you know what, what you're explaining here about his descent into conspiracy theory and going into this kind of flat eartherism and then and and this is true of Debkowski too like th this idea that okay so if if they're lying about this they must be lying about everything and it kind of takes takes on this unreality uh kind of approach to the world where the person who is saying this is just completely untethered to any kind of, you know, shared reality that the rest of us live in. And when you have somebody like this, who then is gathering more and more followers, uh, like he is, then you have a problem. So his followers um, are, call themselves uh, the unbearables. And uh, that is how the Massachusetts Renaissance Fair, just to bring it, bring it back here, uh, how, how this was discovered. So, the Renaissance Fair was being hosted at this space called Tolji Wood. Um, and one of the cast members of the fair 
was approached by a man who asked, uh, and I'm just going to quote here from the Hampshire Gazette, a man who asked her if she was there for the bear potluck and asked for assistance. Shauna Lamothe uh, thought that meant it was a potluck associated with a gay male subculture, something she said she didn't find unusual uh, as a person who grew up in Northampton. But then the man left without accepting her help when it was clear she wasn't part of the group. So she, And then she didn't think much of it, she says, uh, but as information kind of started trickling and that, you know, that that was not what, what this, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a group of people uh, going out to hang out, that it was, you know, this, this actual dangerous group, um, that that's when all of this stuff kind of shifted. And the entire administrative staff quit and a lot of the cast members walked away. But I think what, when I was reading this and then reading about the the space in Idaho and, and the way that Benjamin's the, the people that he's surrounding himself with the unbearables, uh, you know, are, are kind of gravitating towards him in, in, uh, in Idaho. Then I start to get a little uh, disturbed because this is a little bit more than just a tiny fringe group, right? If, if this was just a tiny fringe group, um, kind of based around one person, it, like it would still be, still be dangerous, and it would still be, uh, you know, potentially dangerous and and uh, and unsettling that that this man has has these people surrounding him. But if if it's just in one place, that's one thing. But to know that there are so that he's out there in Idaho, but then there are also like a large group that are in Western Massachusetts, and I, I assume. That there's, I mean, there's also a large group in upstate New York. I don't know if it's the same group, but that is where, where Benjamin was. He was kind of um, near the capital region, I think, in that in in that kind of area. And I think that, you know, knowing knowing that this guy is out there, uh, you know, further further radicalizing himself and his followers is is you know a, a disturbing thing, and it is something that. It's good for people to be aware of, like, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, anything needs to happen as, as far as anything, really, just as long as people are aware that these guys are out there. Um, but I just kind of wonder, like, how many, how many people are out there who are amenable to flat earth conspiracy? And then that conspiracy turns into believing that every single thing that you've ever been told about your reality or your shared reality is a lie. And then you just kind of end up gravitating towards people like Owen Benjamin or other people who, who have these extremist views. And it just kind of strikes me and Brandon, I think, I think that you would probably agree with this, but I don't want to speak for you, but um, that like flat earth, flat earth theory is ridiculous and it is funny in a way, but it's also um, it's it's kind of sad to see people kind of lose their sense of reality like this, and it's kind of sad to see that kind of loss of understanding of reality turn itself into a more kind of extremist uh, ideology. Yeah, I would agree with that because I think you know part of flat eartherism, flat eartherism, I suppose, is something you have to distinguish from just say people who throughout history, I guess contemporary contemporary to now, you know, believe the earth is flat as a matter of 
course as part of like whatever you know traditional religious beliefs they have like whether it's, it's catholicism or whatever but it's not like a central part of their sort of social worldview, right you know maybe they believe it to the you know earnestly maybe they don't but it's just sort of like a part of some kind of other like spiritual bucket belief that doesn't necessarily influence how they navigate the social world right and you know what we see more with these online groups you know whether they be uh specifically conspiracy i mean specifically politically conspiracy be minded or you know just like fringe online groups surrounding like anti-vaxxerism or flat eartherism is that like they're just geared towards isolating you and having you believe these things in such a way that makes you incompatible with larger social life that otherwise you would be right it's not just saying well yeah you know if quizzed on the street by like some you know let's say daily show west reporter like about the shape of the earth i might say it's flat but otherwise i have a normal sort of life that i go through and i'm just like it's otherwise fine like i guess like a Kyrie irving or something it's more of like no every part of your life once you uncover this conspiracy has to be about or at least you know theoretically centered around uh the idea of this globe delusion and what that means for you socially what that means for you intellectually what that means for you or i mean what that means for you uh in relation to other people as well as what that means for like them socially intellectually as well because it creates an, an in-group of people who are defining themselves regardless of any other thing by their belief in the earth being flat and the larger globe globular delusion that some of them would call it and you know once you create that kind of conspiracy centered social group you know uh it becomes uh it you know it's alienating obviously because it has its own sort of like beliefs and practices like you know sharing sharing flat earth memes or like making fun of neil degrasse tyson that like generally people would you know raise their eyebrows at and then, you know, at the highest level, it's like you should be what they call flat smacking your friends and colleagues with like flat earth propaganda. You know, you start out by making them question basic scientific things that you could normally prove about about the earth. Like, hey, you know, like the surface of the water and then like, you know, gradually indoctrinate them over time, which inherently makes it, you know, either they get indoctrinated or they no longer talk to you because you are trying to make them believe in the earth being flat. And you see that with, you know, like, various types of far-right conspiracy groups as well. So, you know, I think the dangerous part and what makes it more of like, you know, what makes people think it resembles like a cult or like a religion or stuff like that is that it's inherently alienating and is meant to substitute uh, like general social abilities for like what's, you know, a better, more rich social life centered around, an, you know, secret truth like the earth being flat. So, you know, people can gain a kind of emotional uh, boom from like knowing things in their head, theoretically that other people don't know and you know, get a social boom about having other people who are interested in that thing, you know, uh, talking about it and sharing memes and having this shared language and shared symbology. Uh, but ultimately they give up the ability to navigate the real world. So like, you know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I've, it's not, this is not the first time I've heard of somebody start who believes in flat earth starting a compound, you know, either for people or with their like large extended family in order to escape the outside world that just does not believe that the earth is in fact, you know, flat or, you know, hollow. Yeah. 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 I was, you know, I just wanted to say like, you know, uh, my friend who I mentioned at the top of the show who, well, I, I don't know if I would still call him a friend, but you know, this, this guy who I used to know, I mean, it, his, his belief in flat eartherism that, that I saw on social media, that 
that certainly came alongside a, a more angry and kind of militant conspiracy theorizing about a lot of different things that, um, that, you know, in the way that he was expressing himself and, and, and he would talk about these issues in ways that, that it sounded like he was, he was like ready to battle, you know, like, like it wasn't just like, you know, uh, everyone should know the truth about this stuff. It was, this just proves that the world is against me. This just proves that like, that, uh, that is me against the world. And, and, and you know, it, it is. And I think that makes sense from what you're saying, because if, if you accept that the earth is flat, then you necessarily have to reject everything else about about reality and 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 that can that kind of you know quote-unquote discovery is the kind of thing that can make someone very angry oh it definitely makes people angry it can make some people smug because you know ultimately it's a very flattering thing to discover and this is true of a lot of conspiracy theories and conspiratorial mindset like i guess just a general appeal of them is that like to believe that you somebody just like some random joe schmo just stumbled upon some kind of Dan Brown-esque conspiracy theory where all of the world's governments and like businesses and whatever that, you know, anyone who's ever owned a telescope basically uh, and can do like geometry has missed before now. And, you know, you and a handful of other people, maybe someone was guiding you, maybe some YouTube channels, whatever, maybe the Bible or like, you know, some other religious text. You've discovered a secret truth that other people, the majority of people are being, you know, like are having occluded from them. And so, yeah, that would make you angry in the same way that any kind of thing that someone might discover, any kind of conspiracy that actually exists, you know, like, let's say the Watergate conspiracy or, you know, the many, many coups that America has done over its uh, history. Um, like it would make you angry, um, you know, flat earther conspiracy theories and also conspiracy theories that are adjacent to that. They not only make you feel angry, they are geared towards making you feel smug and inflating your ego. Like, yeah, you might have a righteous anger about like people having this hid from them, but also like all the scientists out there, all of like the other people out there who like, you know, navigate the world, you're better than them. Like, you have access to the secret knowledge and you figured it out. And that's, you know, that's appealing. It's alienating. But the benefit of, you know, like the sort of trade-off is that you get to think of yourself as largely better and more informed than other people based on like the, you know, not just your choices in media, which, you know, some people would argue is, you know, part of how you, and, and some people would argue is how part of how you uh, learn, like by reading books and like, you know, by having teachers and other informative materials by people who have like become experts in the field, you learn by like going out there and figuring it out yourself. And that's like a, a you know, very appealing, very reactionary, and it's very sort of, uh, you know, I would say familiar to people who consume a lot of Western news media that's in traditional, like from traditional channels, the idea that like media is not necessarily meant to challenge you or tell you frightening truths, depending on like your, you know, political vantage point, it's meant to sort of like reaffirm certain truths and reaffirm, not if not truth, reaffirm your own sort of moral intellectual superiority based on your choice and like what to consume and what you've decided to like do. And so like, I think that a lot of people are set up to think of themselves or like, as like scientific believing, you know, well-integrated members of society only to like hit a few road bumps and end up on like a conspiracy pipeline that is, you know, 
more or less relying on them having come pre-groomed to not really understand science very well, except for like a handful of things I remember from high school, not really understand how to check sources or like weigh sources against each other because like our, per, you know, our news media generally does not do that very well and sort of in page, it's sort of something that other people have to do and like post about online. And also, you know, unlike whatever news media that they are currently being disenchanted by or, you know, were disenchanted by years ago, it makes them feel, you know, something negative. I think so, like you said, like the righteous anger or like the anger about the, the conspiracy theory or something positive. It's speaking to something that they otherwise wasn't getting, weren't getting from other sources. You know, I always talk about the social element to a lot of these Facebook conspiracy groups. A lot of people, you know, are just taken in by having you know, a group of people in their lives that is not work-related since they're, you know, we are very indigent generation of people who are alienated from one another. You know, they find a community online of flat earthers or anti-vaxxers and they all seem very excited and passionate and like, you know, a community of people talking to each other, you know, uh, positively and helping each other in that sense. And they get taken in by that part too. And, you know, the, the price of admission is only sort of like, repeating and like enjoying and you know uh circulating these memes and that becomes very you know it becomes very indoctrinating after a while when all your friends believe x or y and then all you have to do to have those friends is to believe x or y at some point it stops being ironic and stops being social and starts being like oh well you know of course yeah. you know they, because i think that's the thing that a lot of people don't necessarily understand about like right. being indoctrinated the flat earth people who are like actively trying to proselytize to you are fine if you laugh at them as long as you're listening you know but bringing them on your podcast let's say you shouldn't like because i don't think they're like super dangerous like you know i wouldn't compare them to other conspiracy theory groups like you know like you know uh holocaust deniers or something like that but you know much like other types of conspiracy theory group proselytes or like you know far right uh, conspiracy proselytes, they don't mind the ridicule that some people might expect that, like, a Richard Spencer would mind as, you know, from the vast majority of people listening. They just want you to do an expose on them in Vice so that they can get their ideas to the most people possible. And that's, I think, what kind of, a, a, you know, attracts people like, you know, um, uh, Owen Benjamin to it as well, because, like, yeah, you're off the rebound. People are, you know, you've been kicked off of Twitter, you've been kicked off of, like, other, like, social media sites. And, you know, you start doing the kind of Joe Rogan-esque thing of trying to have diverse conversations with different, like, opinion havers and different conspiracy groups. But you don't have the, you don't have, like, the platform or the charisma. And, you know, eventually people who really, really do actually want you to believe that stuff and will, you know, find you, seek you out. Like, you know, people, the Flat Earth podcasts that I listen to, it's like sought Owen Benjamin out because they're always seeking out people who to promote their message. And they'll be happy to continue to help you down that path as, you know, ironically or as like earnestly as you like, as long as you keep going down it. So, you know, go ahead. Right, right. And, and yeah, yeah. So I just want to, I just want to say with, you know, to kind of, pull out a little bit, which, which I think you're already, already doing is, you know, to kind of wonder what it is about the specific alienation that we all have in this specific moment that makes people so susceptible to this kind of stuff. And, and you certainly uh, touched on it quite a bit there. Um, but I think that it goes a little bit deeper than just, this generation and ju you know just this uh just this 
it's it, it's something of this era, but I think that it is it's it's for all all generations. And you know, I I, I talk a lot about um, or I write a lot, and I do a lot of reporting on anti-vax conspiracy theories, um, which I which I see grabbing hold uh, of of popular imagination in a way that I haven't seen in the past. Now, a lot of this is obviously because of COVID, because that is the biggest uh, story in the, in, in the world. It's, it's, it's a uh, world life defining uh, political and social moment, uh, the, the coronavirus. And so any measures that are being taken are going to be uh, politically explosive uh, on, on one side or the other. But one thing I do notice as I talk to people who have have some uh, conspiratorial uh, beliefs about how this stuff is being treated and how how it's being dealt with is is that it seems that these what 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 were previously kind of fringe beliefs about about vaccines and governmental control um, and whether, whether or not, you know, so, some of these are obviously uh, based in, in reality. I'm not going to say that, you know, that, that these huge pharmaceutical companies uh, have, you know, are, are, are doing this out of the goodness of their heart. I think they're doing it for money, but, but then, uh, and by that, I mean like developing a vaccine. I'm not saying that the vaccines aren't real or anything, but, um, but I see these, vaccine conspiracy theories uh and and others you know especially like naomi wolf i know that it's easy to 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 kind of talk about her but you know she she says some really like wild stuff now um that i'm I'm gonna quote from from her remarks last month that you can create a two-tiered society in which all the good things that belong to human beings are behind a paywall that's how tech development works you put a paywall in front of dinner parties you put a paywall in front of bars and restaurants put a paywall in front of going to church or keeping your job, or getting on a train. Like, okay, sure. But then, what is your credit card? It is your body. What are the subscription payments? They are the repeat boosters forever. And it seems like there's this kind of integration of of these kind of wilder conspiracy theory ideas into what were kind of, you know, what are, what are not kind of outlandish uh, conspiracies. And just, just, just want to say one other thing here, which is, I'm not really talking here about Naomi Wolf, though. I'm not trying to get on too much of a digression about that. What I'm really trying to get at is that, you know, I see she's an extreme case. But I talked to Richard Wolf, uh, the the economist, about this stuff, and and I've seen people on 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 mainstream news talking about this stuff. I mean, these ideas are seeping into. Uh, the rest of the way that people are talking about reality and 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 how society works and doesn't work in in a way that I find interesting and slightly disturbing that that there are these conspiracy theories that are like so out there that are now becoming kind of integrated into the way that we talk about things just as as our shared reality and obviously flat eartherism is not a part of that. And I cannot possibly see, uh, you know, a, a reality in which a flat earther comes to any kind of prominence in, in, in politics or entertainment or, or anything like that. But 
you know, like it, this stuff doesn't just stay on the fringes. So I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm not, I'm not really saying that it, that it needs to be dealt with or anything. I'm just, I'm just curious what you think about how that relates to the, your more broad point about, uh, how conspiracies spread and how and, and, and what their place is in, in the kind of alienation that, that we have. Yeah, so that's like a, a big question. So I would just like break it up into chunks. No, the first way I would say is how conspiracies spread or how, let's say, you know, conspiracy is kind of a loaded term, which I've been using very haphazardly the entire time. But, you know, let's just say like alternative explanations uh, for reality, for events that occurred, history, et cetera, how they spread, you know, to understand that I think, you know, oftentimes people try to examine it as some sort of general anti-science streak that we have in our society, which I mean, that's true in like maybe some sense we're still a very religious society. I, you know, we sort of frame some of our religious dogma as like secular now, but generally speaking, I would say like, what begins to alienate people now from, you know, or rather what alienates people now from general, like generally agreed upon narratives about science and history is that oftentimes there's an initial break occurring when it comes to like, when they look, they consume media, news media, critical media, as it exists at the highest level of our society, you know, like the CNNs, the Fox Newses, the, you know, uh, MSNBCs, the et cetera, and they see the stories that occur on MSNBC, on CNN, and on Fox News. I, you know, let's go, for example, to, to 2016, um, the 2016 election. They see Hillary Clinton on MSNBC saying, well, America's already great. You know, the economy's doing fine. Everyone's doing fine. There's no reason to think America's not doing great. And then you see that, like, you know, all the news anchors say the same thing more or less at night after night. They platform people who talk about problems that don't seem to resemble the problems that you are facing in your life. And, you know, some of that is on, you know, some of that is by, you know, accident and a lot of that is by choice. And, you know, it's by choice to obscure the, you know, large gap in social economic equality that exists in our society as a result of rampant unfettered capitalism or, you know, just capitalism, obviously. So, you know, a lot of people are alienated from what we would consider traditional narratives by the narratives themselves coming into conflict with what they can observe to be true just by looking out their windows. You know, I would argue what made Hillary Clinton's, you know, make America already a great uh, narrative not land is that a lot of people, you know, can look outside their window, can look in their bank account, can look at what, you know, they lack as compared to what people on TV have and say, I don't think America is doing that well, generally speaking. And because I specifically am not doing well. And in many ways, we enable that kind of individualism through neoliberalism as like, well, if your individual reality is one thing, you know, we oftentimes encourage you to privilege that. And so what often occurs is people disengage from traditional news media sources we notice to be true and they go out looking for alternative explanations sometimes those are crafted personally you know people just develop like personal theories about how the world works and you know more and more as social media exists people are able to find themselves finding alternative theories about the way the world works online from various you know groups all across the political spectrum far left you know less far left, you know, center right, far right, libertarians, all everyone has a space online. And so, you know, 
a lot of these spaces provide way better explanations for what's going on as it pertains to the material deprivation in America than the news media does, unfortunately. And, you know, because it's tailored towards a very specific type of viewer, sort of upper middle class, you know, liberal, liberal sort of urban center sometimes, or if it's Fox News, sort of older, 90-year-old suburban, uh, you know, uh, uh, white people, generally speaking. But a lot of older people of color watch Fox News, too. I know my grandmother does. So, you know, once you disengage from that and you largely realize that the, the media, the news media that most people consume, or you're told that you're supposed to consume by, like, generally society, is unreliable, you know, you find places online that tell you things that sound like they speak more specifically to your experience or that acknowledge the problems that you're seeing in the world. Like that's why in many ways America, make America great again is a better slogan because it acknowledges that America is kind of a shitty place for a lot of people and that the greatness is very much centered at the top and averaged out to occlude how unequal things are. Uh, even if the person pushing that and make America great again narrative is not perfect help you know actually going to help you they are at least speaking to your reality and so you know the the left socialist communist we're very able to speak to the reality and the gaps that are left by the news media by you know just plugging in you know capitalism by you know the, the contradictions that we all face under capitalism the uh you know the sort of rampant corporate neoliberalism that infects our democracy and you know other people have other ways to fill in those gaps about why America's crumbling, you know, with the, some people fill in with the influx of migrants from the global south without explaining that the influx of migrants from the global south is caused by, you know, the other things about America that uh, are actually causing it, uh, causing sort of the social degradation here. And so really the biggest thing that makes people amenable, I think, the sort of conspiracy theories or fringe and alternative ideas across the spectrum is that, you know, a lot of what passes as news media in this country leaves big gaps when it comes to like what a large portion of Americans are experiencing. And so, you know, conspiracy groups, racist groups, you know, any kind of group who's interested in, you know, a recruiting from that population of disaffected people only have more and more disaffected people to have. And, you know, in the narratives that paper over what's going on in America get lazier and lazier. So like, I've watched videos explaining about how aliens control our government that begin with like a 15 minute essay basically about like what the IMF and World Bank have done to like third or third uh, world nations after, uh, you know, over the past, say, 40 or so years. And like that part is 100 percent accurate. And it will speak to a lot of people who have never heard this before. You know, I've watched ones that explain that the vast majority of our news media is controlled by a handful of corporations. And that's true, too. And so a lot of ways, the, the true facts about what makes our society uneven, what keeps it uneven, that are obscured by mainstream news sources, only empower like fringe groups to, you know, just pay lip service in various ways to the parts of that, uh, that system that are being, you know, obscured to ensure that people don't understand that they exist, even if they don't, you know, rip the veil off the entire capitalist system it's just like oh but have you ever noticed how much money goes to like the pentagon it's for aliens and it's just like yeah there is a lot of money that goes to the pentagon that could go to you like we see a lot of that you know appeal and alternative ideas and like fringe ideologies and sort of far-right politics and trump's ascendancy too it's just like even if you just rip the veil off of something corrupt that the you know vast majority of legitimate news channels have papered over 
you know, even if you're also corrupt, it just delegitimizes them. And so if a lot of people are left searching for things of, you know, to fill in those blanks. And yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I just want to say, say that, that, it, you know, it's interesting that, you know, the, the way that we're talking about this, we're talking about identifying problems and, and about how to like speak to that. And I think that, you know, the left, I think, needs to do a better job. And that is, by the way, a huge conversation that we're not going to have right now because, you know, it, we, we've been talking for a while and that would that would be ours. But I, I do think that there there are. I think I think that there are some people on the left and, and, and who who poses being on the left as well that that do what you're talking about, like they identify these problems as what they are and, and for what they are. And then uh, once, once the prescription becomes a little too difficult, you know, once, once the, once identifying the problem becomes like a little bit too real, uh, I think, I think that that's when they kind of descend a little bit into conspiracy theories. And that's when they, start talking about start making excuses i'm thinking of a couple people here that I, you know i'm not gonna name them because i don't really want to get into that whole thing right now later i will but um but you know it i, I think that it, it's it's interesting that that's what can kind of happen on the left too and and i think that part of it is because the scale of managing and fixing these like systemic problems and these issues uh, is, is so huge. It's such a difficult lift to do that. I think that people like hit a point when, when they're being asked, uh, you know, what do we do? Or when they're trying to think of like, what do we do? They just, they just hit a point where they're like, you know, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to really think about what this would mean. And so therefore it's whichever conspiracy theory we're talking about now um and i'm just curious what you what, what you think about that i mean i tend to use like you know because again conspiracy as a term just means that two people are basically conspiring behind the back of a you know third party that be person or you know basically something that's like, something occurring in secret right so it's always like you said important to disaggregate like things that occur like conspiracies that actually occur in secret um and are real from like sort of the, what we generally cons call conspiracy theories, uh, like let's say, you know, reptilian aliens, a la I think David Ick, uh, controlling all aspects of our government, right? So like a lot of times, like we were talking about before, those two things get grouped together by people who either disingenuinely want to make more outlandish conspiracies sound, you know, landish, <laughs> I guess, sound more reasonable by like grouping them into things that like are clearly just things that occurred. And we all know now, like let's say like MK Ultra or Operation Condor or something with people who want to do the opposite sometimes in mainstream media who want to group get who want to group more outlandish conspiracies, let's say like Flat Earth or whatever, with things like, you know, Saudi Arabia was involved in 9-11 or something together to make them both say, you know, it's a binary choice. You either believe in conspiracy theories or you believe in like, you know, the truth slash narrative by the, uh, you know, like, let's say CNN class of news uh, media. So NY Times, et cetera. To your point, I think that, you know, I use a heuristic for trying to understand conspiracy theories sometimes and like, see if it's like, you know, 
probably true or probably not. If generally speaking, if the conspiracy theory supplants capitalism and the sort of the various you know manifestations of that um, at the center of some kind of power inequality or large scale thing that's gone wrong with some kind of school of mystery like the Illuminati or like you know like Bilderberg group or like with some kind of like disenfranchised minority group like you know the global like people in the global south you know or communists or etc it's probably a conspiracy you know it's probably not based in any reality because generally speaking that's just not how we know power works to in our society more or less right of course you can point to like capitalism and like those schools of mystery kind of being intertwined but that's usually where it becomes like less about capitalism itself and more about like well money is just a tool for like the Bilderberg group to steal your, <laughs> to steal your soul um so I think that you're right that for some people it becomes a more comforting narrative to believe that in reality the thing that's causing society to be bad any kind of inequality is actually a much more you know, a much smaller portion of our population, much harder to say negotiate with. It's not like Joe Biden not canceling student loan debt. It's a bunch of shadowy figures who control him like a puppet, you know, in the background controlling him. Because then there's, you know, there's nothing to be done, you know, but you still get to congratulate yourself for having figured out what's actually, you know, holding up society, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And so, no, go ahead, go ahead. So I would just say to that point too, you know, I think what also makes Americans and just people, maybe I can speak for Americans, what makes Americans specifically susceptible to conspiracy theories is that oftentimes like they're just, you know, larger conspiracy theories are just, or more outlandish ones are just referenced by people in order to explain that they in fact don't belong to a group of people who are deviant morally and intellectually from people who let's say believe science or you know more and more reasonably believe like you know that scientific language scientific facts the way science presents information a la graphs and like algorithms stuff like that and you know a lot of science in you know our society is shorthand for digital technology too that like belief in that stuff or like utilization of that stuff in argument making or in sort of like the social component of your life that's going i'm you know i believe in climate change i believe in science which makes me better and smarter than people like republicans who don't believe in science i think inadequately prepares people for large parts of the conspiracy theory community that are actively engaged in critically thinking and critically working through their conspiracies in a way that like uses scientific language like you said like the simple geometry is still that simple geometry is probably still more geometry than most people are prepared to do at the drop of a hat so if he comes at you in, in, the, in the club you know with some a simple geometry problem are you ready to counteract him with with some with some more difficult geometry probably not which right. is not to say that you know a society has to have every member of that society understanding every building block of science, you know, from, you know, Newtonian physics to like theory of relativity in detail. It's just to say that most people are using science as a social and moral and intellectual thing and not really grappling with like, you know, the scientific method, critical reasoning, uh, stuff like that. And so, you know, as a society, we are used to being compelled and knowing that science is important for arguments, but we don't necessarily sort of engage in 
critical reasoning the way you would have to in order to get to a lot of the conclusions that you know scientists get to or in order to dispel a lot of the conclusions that people who believe in like pseudoscience or french theories are able to articulate more readily because this is all that they think about like i think that a lot of people for the first time came into contact with like anti-vaxxerism that has been around like in you know again flat earth community believes in a lot of stuff so like i've been aware of the kind of anti-vaxxerism that is becoming more prominent that you're talking about now for a while in anti-vaxxerism and the anti-vaxxer community through the flat earth space and i don't think a lot of people are prepared in little mainstream in mainstream uh, media circles for like people who are actively let's say against the earth being round against you know climate change against you know this sort of things but ha can articulate in the same scientific language like geometry uh physics you know uh astronomy that scientists or people who proclaim to be representing scientists on our TV speak in without like actively knowing sort of where they're able to go wrong. Because a lot of this is just like, you know, a missing decimal point is why they don't understand that the earth is round versus like any kind of like lack of understanding about, you know, science as a method. So, you know, you get people who want to bring on a flat earther or some anti-vaxxer onto their page to debate like the earth being flat or vaccines being real. And what they're expecting is a more sort of lazy mainstream Republican Republican climate change denial, a la like early 2000s, like, oh no, it's the Bible. It's like, you know, there is no evolution because dinosaurs and man work together, a la Flintstones. When these people, you know, oftentimes are very, you know, skilled in the language of science because they're more concerned about A, convincing you about these things. And also they understand like science's other purpose, I think, better, which is like, yeah, to make arguments, to dispel, improve authority in certain fields. And also in the case of like our society to claim a moral and intellectual high ground over people. So like understanding some sort of secret scientific truth is very compelling. You know, you see people talk about, I, I mean, I believe science has become the uh, basic talking for the Democratic Party. And that's clearly like a moral and intellectual like thing to say, especially when like for the most part, they don't actually believe science. They, you know, quote a scientist in the same way, you know, one might quote anyone else and then do something else. It's just more like I, they, they know science is important to be referenced for that kind of authority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for, uh, for being here for, for the uh, inaugural episode. Um, where can people find you? Well, you can find me uh, personally on Twitter uh, at Pretty Bad Lefty. You can find my podcast, The Discourse, on SoundCloud at you know SoundCloud.com backslash Expanded Discourse. You can find the Patreon, Patreon same dot com backslash Expanded Discourse, and you can find me on the Majority Report as well on Thursdays on the Fun Half. I think that's everywhere that I am, you know, except for the times when i'm under your bed in the middle of the night breathing deeply so you can't sleep yes that's true that's always and you're and you're also here on colin as well under pretty bad Lefty. I'm, so I'm yeah so so hopefully yeah we'll see you again on here for sure all right um well thank you everybody for listening uh again uh this has been the flashpoint podcast you can subscribe to my newsletter at eoinhiggins.substack.com to support this work um, yeah, and we'll see you later on this week with another interview and another story. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening.